अकॉर्डिंग टू your own level of income that you have so there is hra LT. these are the major things that people know so broad mm. people can take that like hra people think that only if they are living in a rental house they they can claim mm. hra but that's not the case there is a provision in which you can probably pay your parents uh, rent show it as rent and mm. uh, claim hra so you can get a tax break on that that's up to a lakh or something so you you're mm. getting a tax break of up to a rupees lakh and that's saving at least 10% of your money second mm. uh, another thing would be to take loans so by taking mm. loans what you can do is you can one you are saving tax by paying interest of it and second mm. you are building asset so it it is a two pronged uh, thing that you can probably uh, do with taking loans and mm. the final thing that i uh, emphasize i can't emphasize enough is uh, get your salary restructured So speak with your CEO, speak with your HR, and mm. probably get your salary restructured in a total uh, like there should be a total revamp of your salary structure. Mm. Your basic, your HR, all of this should be defined on the city you're living in, the kind of bracket you're in, mm. and there are a lot of other things. So I'll say that go to a CEO, sit with your HR, and uh, try to understand how the tax is uh, having an impact on. So that would be my two cents on saving. uh taxes yeah and there are other things as well like you have section 80c so there are a lot of yeah, provisions so, yeah, yeah that comes the the first thing that i said like the reductions and exemptions you should know them in and out there yeah. uh, there is uh, atc reduction and then which is ppf epf and ppf yeah. voluntary then you mm-hmm. also have atc 
NPD, which which covers NPS and there is uh, giving a tax break of fifty thousand. So mm-hmm. you can invest fifty thousand and you can save about five to ten thousand rupees there. Yeah. So there are a lot of things. So the first thing to do is to know what is available because knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And knowing solves half of the problems. The other half is to get the liquidity to invest in it. But knowing is the baseline. That that is the least you can do. Yeah. So also there are these mutual funds, the tax saving ELSs, mutual funds. So yeah, that, that comes under APCC. Yeah. APCC. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let me just scroll through another question. So. So this question that uh, why should uh, why we should buy these assets like gold and silver and all those stuff? Okay, so it's actually one of my favorite questions because I've put in a separate chapter in the book. Mm-hmm. So a short answer to it is uh, securing yourself in case the currency devalues. The case is very unlikely, but mm-hmm. uh, given the history, it might happen. And a slightly longish answer would be uh, so if you see how. the concept of money has evolved over time we, we started with the barter system in the early prehistoric era mm. then we came to commodities like oil metals gold gold and silver were not tradable at that point in time then mm. we come to gold silver then we came to paper money paper money is nothing but fiat currency which is backed by gold so there was a gold standard mm-hmm. and that was uh, when we came to 1971 72 the us president scrapped it mm. so the gold standard also went away Leaving what it has done is it has left the government with uh, limitless power to print as much money as they want. So what what will happen is uh, inflation would be through the roof any point in time. Like it can go uh, to whatever level. So historically, recent in the recent five ten years, we have seen a lot of countries go down, including Argentina, Turkey, Venezuela was a classic case, and Lebanon is still mm-hmm. unfolding. So that is what can happen if you just believe in the currency and you're playing only in one currency. So buying assets like gold and silver would actually uh, hedge you against that risk. And hmm. it is basically a threat that every country is facing right now. And hmm. also, it uh, covers inflation. So if you see, if you you would have bought one uh, kg gold in 1994, mm-hmm. at that point in time, uh, you could buy a Maruti 800. Come mm-hmm. 2002, you could have bought the Scorpio because one lakh one kg gold was somewhere costing around 20 lakhs rupees. Lakh. That was an equivalent of Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Come today, you can probably buy a BMW or a Mercedes top model with the same amount of. So it is actually beating inflation and it is also mm-hmm. also giving you returns on that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think one of uh, so one of the viewer had a question. So probably he will ask soon, but. let's go to another question yeah so this is one of my favorite so how can a business with uh, to and cra- uh, to and fro uh, cash flows how can they save money because most of the money you know so whatever a business is earning he is uh, he is earning not much first of all and he just puts in into advertisement or he just puts into he buys more stock so that he can sell more So how he's uh, how he should go for the saving and investing. So saving money is a different ball game altogether. I don't think mm-hmm. any business should think of saving. It should think of the mindset should be a growth mindset. Yeah. So if you're having money which is coming in, you're having cash flows, you need to put it back to the business. And mm-hmm. the person is right if he is putting it in advertisements and say stock repurchase. Yeah. He is doing the right. 
and uh, coming to the investing part of it i don't think the stock market is the right place for everyone because if you are already yeah. having a business which is giving you returns of say 20 25% plus i don't think mm-hmm. a beginner would be able to do that uh, in the stock market leave the last one year aside because making money in a bull market is like child's play but otherwise getting yeah. 20 25% returns consistently is going to be a big problem and yeah. if you know that you putting in money in your own business would help you uh, grow it multiple times yeah. then i don't think stock market is the right way to go secondly mm-hmm. that being said a better investment is the that being said like the investment in your business yeah. and in the end it's more about what kind of uh, return you're getting at the end everything mm-hmm. is about return if you're putting yeah. money in the stock market this it's about return. the return is uh, what you're focusing on तो अगर आपको सेम रिटर्न मिल रहा है फ्रॉम योर बिजनेस आई डोंट सी देयर इज अ देयर इज अ नीड टू गो बट एनीवेज इफ यू वांट टू गो टू देन आई विल से जस्ट पे योरसेल्फ सम अमाउंट ऑफ सैलरी से यू आर रनिंग अ बिजनेस एंड से योर प्रॉफिट्स आर 40000 50000 फ्रॉम दैट यू कैन गो दे पुल आउट अ सैलरी ऑफ 10000 पर मंथ एंड देन यू कैन पुट ऑल दैट मनी इन दैट ओके या Uh, because all your personal expenses, I'm assuming all your personal expenses are being taken care on the rules of the company, uh, of the of the of your company. So uh, that's probably a way to go. Another yeah. option is probably you can just uh, so in this case, what would happen is you might need some money at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. So you can probably sell out your uh, stocks. Or mm-hmm. otherwise, what I personally prefer is you can probably take out a loan on your portfolio. So you have a portfolio of ten lakhs. You can take out a loan. They will give you a thirty percent tax, thirty percent tax. They will give you a loan of eight lakh. You can use that money. But uh, this would be a loan. So here the catch is that your return should be greater than the interest rate you're paying. And it's a little bit risky investment. But uh, this is my personal view. Many people don't advise that. Uh, but I'm a little aggressive investor, so I probably would take that. That is another way you can. Probably investing in this place, keeping the cash flows uh, running for the company. Okay. Okay. So there is one question from uh, Shivanshu. So he's saying that. So can you just? Do you have the question? The sovereign no. gold bonds are more beneficial than holding the physical gold. Um. So it actually. There are a lot of costs involved with uh, holding physical gold, and. Uh, Beyond one point, you cannot buy physical gold. Say, if I want to buy one gram, two gram, buy it. Mm-hmm. I can't go to the market. I can, I can probably go to the market, mm-hmm. but the making charges they'll take for uh, minting the coin of gold mm-hmm. would be too high. Plus, I am paying three percent GST on buying it, three percent GST on selling it. Mm-hmm. So six percent, I mean, here I go and making probably cost me somewhere around five to ten percent, depends on what company it is. So I have to make a return of at least sixteen percent. Just to cover my costs, which is not that great according to me. But if you are uh, buying it for for uh, consuming perspective, I you you should not be thinking of the returns part. Yeah. And if you are buying it from the investing perspective, you should not think of the consuming part. You should keep mm. both of these uh, different. So uh, when you buy SGBs, it's basically a better strategy according to me because one, it is tradable. Second, it is uh, giving you a tax benefit. And third, it is giving you interest of two point five percent an year. So it's actually triple benefit. So I'll say SGB is definitely a better thing than the physical gold. And until you want to hear it all, yeah. the only 
drawback is you, you cannot wear a bond to a party <laughs> yeah okay so there is one more question what is your view about investing in emerging market funds is it a good so, emerging market funds uh, right now is not a good strategy so uh, because if you see emerging market funds especially emerging markets if you see the returns of india as an emerging market it has outperformed every other emerging market um for other countries the emerging market funds i think it might be the right time to invest but it is a good diversification strategy but not a lot of money should be put in emerging markets say you have a portfolio of 10 lakh i would not be putting more than say 80000 or 1 lakh in an emerging markets fund because it might give me a return which is much higher than a stable market but if we see in the recent case of china it has hammered the industries like anything so first the it industry went out the alibaba group then now it is after the education uh, education the profit was wiped out like the stock prices were wiped out 90% in a single day so anything like that can happen in a logical economy that is the only downside i see to the emerging market fund third it also hampered down the gaming sector in china so it's a specific anecdotal evidence but the same can happen probably anywhere say in thailand or vietnam or something so that would be a short answer okay so let's move on so this question so this is like say you are start uh, you have to start investing today and you are given an amount of 1 lakh rupees so what would your approach be so my approach is pretty simple i have made a rule called the 10 20 30 40 principle mm. so the principle is uh, 10% of your money goes into fund a 20% into b 30% into c 40% into c now what the fund has is 10% of your money should go into penny stocks which have a huge upside potential i'm not say by pink slips or penny stocks which are worthless because it has a risk that they can go to zero yeah and my first investment went to zero so i've been there but still i think that uh, 10% of your money you can probably play around with and you should identify stocks which are penny stocks trading at say 10 rupees 15 rupees on, on similar lines and have a huge upside potential i am not allowed to take the specific names of stocks so i won't comment on that mm-hmm. uh, second is uh, 20% of your money should go into stocks that are currently performing well and yet have a huge upside potential also which people call the multi bagger stuff multi baggers mm-hmm. need not be penny stocks these are two different things and mm-hmm. the difference has to be uh, emphasized in one so 20% of your money should go into multi baggers you have to identify them so identifying them is i'll say easy they will they will be giving an roc of more than 15% for the past 5 years at least mm-hmm. and a total net sales increase of at least 10% per year mm-hmm. not serious so that is uh, my funda uh, then 30% of your money should go into future stocks like evs gaming yeah. battery equipment so which is yet to come yes and then 40% of my money i keep in uh, stable and high growth stocks depending on uh, what kind of mood i am in i'll uh, put some i'll take an exception say i'll put 50% out of this 40% in stable 50 50 or 60 40 i keep on changing mm-hmm. uh, my portfolio so that would be a 
सिंपल वे ऑफ इन्वेस्टिंग वन लाख रुपीज टेन थाउजेंड इंटू पेनी स्टॉक्स ट्वेंटी थाउजेंड इंटू मल्टी वैगर्स थर्टी थाउजेंड इंटू फ्यूचर स्टॉक्स एंड फोर्टी फोर्टी थाउजेंड इंटू स्टेबल एंड हाई प्रॉब्लली गिविंग यू रिटर्न one of the question that we had again so bitcoin so that is one <laughs> so we have actually covered this in the uh, yeah, that also no? the podcast that yeah. we had yes yes so bitcoin is actually an arrower part of the broader crypto equation that yeah. and as i said in the previous episode it is here to stay so if you see in the last 11 years i'm repeating my answer i know last 11 12 years since 2009 it has been there ups and downs no matter what it has been there and it has steadily risen so it is actually fundamentally uh, really good that is why it has stayed uh, the second point is that volatility at this point is very high and it could be here until it probably stabilizes mm-hmm. and valuations are something i would not comment on because everyone has his own valuations so there is no specific way to value it so mm-hmm. it's basically use case case and on the investing part of it i will say that uh, small amounts like minuscule amounts can probably uh we put in out of say 1 lakh i'll we'll put in 5000 10 so prashant has a question what uh, are the top five oh. five sectors so uh one is auto auto sector and uh, auto sector say i also come to auto ancillaries So the second is batteries again it comes in auto and ancillaries but it is also related to a lot of other uh, stuff so electrical power is another sector uh, fourth is it it has been yeah. the darling market for, for the past one year and uh, fifth i'll say the banking because as we grow uh, mm-hmm. we need more funds and the banking sector is the only and that that probably provide Yeah. So one question we had regarding that credit card. So why do we so, use? Yeah, just kira. So, again, again, the answer I have probably given in my book. book yeah. So credit cards to me, uh, actually, I did not use credit cards. I mm-hmm. started using it very recently, but I really liked. Uh, so there was a person in my class at NMIM. Who actually changed my belief uh, on credit cards? Mm-hmm. I saw it as loans, and he uh, forced me. Actually, he coerced me to see it from a money, uh, a free money perspective. Mm-hmm. So, say I have a credit card, and I buy something via my credit card today. I have the money lying uh, in my bank account. So, my money is probably earning money. It is earning interest, four percent a year, and if I put it in a liquid. Or an FD, it will probably give me six percent. Yeah. Our rate is super niche. Hey, abhi, but five and a half six percent is what I'm getting, yeah. and I have that money from first day till forty eighth day. It is mm-hmm. interest free. If I pay it on the forty eighth day, everything is fine, and forty uh, ninth day it is a problem. Yeah. So I see it as a free money thing. Like I'm having one lakh rupees in my bank account, I'll be earning two thousand dollars. So it's mm-hmm. basically free money. The credit card. provides me a channel to give get free money and if i'm getting say 1000 extra an year i would i not do that mm-hmm. 1000 being just a number and mm-hmm. also it gives you a lot of other benefits like lounge access and uh, probably it gives you a lot of um, 
students and offers on a lot of uh, yeah. other facilities as well so that is uh, yeah. that is another way that you can probably save money with yeah. and uh, like the we also have this app the cred app which most of the people yeah, are correct. using yeah yeah correct. so it has made like the usage of this very easy and you know correct. so uh, there is one you want pharma sector hmm uh so pharma sector uh pharma sector is actually a good sector but uh, a major threat that i'm seeing is uh, the generic drugs that are coming in and there is a pradhan mantri jan arogya scheme that that has been launched recently mm-hmm. and i've seen stores open up like anything and as the stores uh, increase the, the sale of generic drugs would also increase so it might have a impact on the pharma uh, companies which are listed because their the sales might be impacted uh, but another a positive side to it is a lot of pharma distribution companies are coming up like medplus pharmacy and uh, similar companies those who are delivering the yes uh, pharmacy mm-hmm. so that would lead to a better penetration into the market for for the branded uh, pharma mm-hmm. so it's a two way thing there is one pro and one con of investing it in right do we have let me check if we have any more questions there are no more questions as of now so do you want to like share anything or something no it's specific okay so probably you can uh, give a brief about that like what all you have covered in your books and probably people can go and read yeah sure so I started my book from the earning perspective. How you can probably build up, uh, mm-hmm. how you can optimize your current income, how you can probably build up multiple incomes. Then I've gone to uh, the tax part of it. I've explained it a little bit. Then I've come to expenses. How can you optimize expenses? How can you make the most of the money that you have? Then I've, uh, the third unit is saving. How you can save in different manners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth, fourth unit is investing. Yeah. So investing, I have talked about debt, debt bonds, and mutual funds and equity. That's mm-hmm. I've also talked about gold, like we've already done, and I've briefly touched base upon Bitcoin. And the mm-hmm. last unit of the book is hedging the, all the risks. One is the first is buying insurance and how is it important, mm-hmm. and uh, the second, the last point, the bottom line would be the retirement plan. Mm-hmm. It's a complete journey from. Yeah, so it's complete journey from the day you uh, start earning till hmm. post your retirement, like planning your retirement. Like everything has been covered in the book, okay. and it is available in all all formats: paperback, Kindle, PDF, available on all the major platforms. Yeah, and also you were saying that you were planning something like a second part or something like that. You were telling. Uh, so not not right now. It's uh, in the pipeline. Uh, yeah. it's not the second part per se it's uh, more around perspectives because uh, writing this book has given me, me a lot of perspectives and a lot of mm-hmm. people have come back with feedbacks and counter perspectives yeah. so I'm planning to uh, write that I'm not really sure that I would write that or not <laughs> uh, yeah. it's still in my head so, we'll see how it goes okay. Okay. do we have any questions or I need to 
okay so shall we end this like we done okay <laughs> yeah okay okay thank you anush thank you for joining and thank i hope and i hope like uh, people will go and buy that book and probably you will we will have a second part too as you were mentioning so <laughs> yeah so i think it's okay so we shall end this now. Right. thank you anush